What is up, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, and I am here again with Caleb after a very rare um, absence from last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm horrible, terrible, ashamed. Uh, the worst ever. <sighs> but since you weren't here last week to talk about Cradle Number 2, The Grave, uh, give it to you to... Um, give your thoughts on the movie. Yeah. So I was actually kind of bummed about it because not that by any means, I think DMX is a great actor. Uh, no offense, but what? DMX. <laughs> what? what? Ow, ow. And, then, um, and then Barks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was one, if not my favorite rapper in high school. Uh, can't really explain why, but I really <laughs> liked his music. Um, and so I do remember watching this movie in high school or that movie in high school, Cradle to the Grave, going back to last week. Um, and I did enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of funny because I'm a, I'm, I won't spend too much time on it. Uh, but I do know that I would have given it two different grades. Like if I graded it when I saw it in high school to when I watched it now, when I watched it in high school, I totally would have been like, oh, this movie's a solid movie, really entertaining, really cool. DMX was awesome. Uh, four out of five stars. That That's what I would have done. <laughs> um, but watching it now, I was just kind of like, it was clunky. Mm-hmm. It was odd. Um, it was kind of weird because he started out with his gang at the beginning. And then they just completely disappeared until like the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. um, and did you, I, I, I'll attest to this. My life has been crazy for the past couple of weeks. And so you may have talked about this, but like, why was it called Cradle to the Grave? No clue. Okay. And I, so did, I didn't just, even mention like the, I mentioned that the title was dumb because it had the number two in it instead of T-O. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, is there a Cradle one, the grave? And did I miss Cradle three, the grave? <laughs> But uh, yeah, the title itself makes no sense for the movie. Yeah, so it just uh, it it was more entertaining than some movies because it had entertaining parts, but it was it was not flushed very well flushed out. And there were parts in it too where it's just like, yeah, if this guy was really a terrible guy, that person would be dead already. And mm-hmm. you know, so it was. It was an attempt. It was entertaining, um, but my final grade for it was uh, three out of five. So, rock. That was the same as mine. Um, and yeah, the the big nostalgia boost there of DMX bumped it yeah. up a point. <laughs> I know I might have to listen to some of his music because now it just piques my curiosity <laughs> on why I was listening. Was so into it. But uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to share for things that I watched out of the movie that we're going to be talking about because life has been crazy. Well, Rock, um, I have a few things to share. Uh, we finished Friends for like the 10th time. Not a lot new there. Uh, I watched the latest episode of Yellow Jackets. Um, man, the second episode ended kind of crazy and the third episode was kind of... was kind of... Meh, I guess. Maybe setting up a crazy fourth episode. Who knows? We'll see when mm-hmm. we get there. Uh, I've been watching Family Guy still. Still some funny stuff in that. It's rather hit and miss now. You're oh, right yeah. when you were talking about it before. It's, it's not as good as it used to be, but I don't really expect that with a show that's been going on for like 20 years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched a handful of movies. I watched The Wedding Singer again because oh, my random. wife and I tried to watch it like a week or so ago, and then Plex crashed. Oh, like five minutes into the movie, so we ended up watching something else. I think we watched a Water Boy or something. Or <laughs> gay. <laughs> so we get to watch it uh, again this week, and it's just a classic movie. It's one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one's kind of overlooked in like his whole filmography. Yeah, I guess you know everybody talks about Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. You get a fair amount of people to talk about the Water Boy and then like Big Daddy and stuff like that. But I feel like the Wedding Singer. Is one of his better movies and it's kind of overlooked. Hmm. There, what? Yeah, there you go. What about an Adam Sandler month where we watch all <laughs> of his like nineties, two thousands? Yeah, that'd be pretty good, dude. You know how many movies that would be? <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sure there'd be some stinkers in there too. Oh yeah, Going Overboard, which is like his first movie. I want. Have you watched that? No, I haven't, but I've heard I, it's terrible. I have. It is terrible. <laughs> I, I can't re- <laughs> no that that adam sandler does not exist and that is like pre that adam sandler which would have been funny if he it's was pre zappa to do yeah would you like a piece of pie <laughs> oh gosh well transitioning from the adam sandler silliness i watched the slasher movie new year's evil mm-hmm. uh, this is the first time i've watched that in probably like 15 years so it was kind of interesting to go back. I enjoyed it more the second time. Huh. Um, I thought it was pretty solid, actually. Uh, I remember, because I have like a spreadsheet, like rating all these slasher movies that I've watched to keep track of them. And it didn't get a very high score, but I had to go on back and bump it up. So mm. that was a good revisit. And then I was uh, watched this other slasher movie from 1980 called Schizoid. I've been trying to watch... All the slasher movies from the 80s that I can find, like, from 1980, because I'm planning a YouTube video where I make a list of my 10 favorite slasher movies from each year in the 80s. Wow, spoiler alert. Yeah. Nuts. Well, I'm not saying that either one of those is going to be on it, so not really a spoiler. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's talking about what I have planned, you jerk. <laughs> that'll eventually be up on the YouTube channel uh, we'll see how long it takes because my pieces episode took like two or three months to pop up <laughs> I just got so swamped with work and just didn't have the time but uh, that's pretty much it a uh, funny thing about that schizoid movie is that a young Christopher Lloyd popped up in it and it made Great me laugh Scott. Uh, it actually had a pretty decent cast there was a lot of guys that I recognized in it but I mean, it was worth a watch. It wasn't anything incredible, but I've seen plenty worse. Rock. But uh, the movie of the week is a movie that has come out 18 years ago. I'm not sure how that's possible. Because uh, I remember when Get Richard I Trying came out and I had it on DVD. And I remember really enjoying it. And this movie was a big time nostalgia boost for both of us. Oh, yeah. But um, really, the question is, did it end up living up to it? Did it age well? <laughs> like a and fine guess, cheese. Yeah. Did it age like a fine cheese or a fine wine? Or did it age like um, mayonnaise on a windowsill? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, so stick around. We're going to be jumping right into it.
is very, very clear. Violence only begets more violence. It does not beget more money. Y'all work together? Nah, we work for him. You the boss, Marcus? Yeah. So what do you do? I'm a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> You don't shoot nobody. Fight do you do to shoot somebody? Cause that's what I do. She out there grinding, making some money for me, huh? You like a god, dude. Son, I am God. Is this it? This place, this life? You always have so much to say in your music. How come you quiet now? What's going on, man? Love the demo. It was hot. I just want to do my thing. Game. You know, I can't let you do that. Why don't you let me deal with that? End it. He ain't dead. Why don't we just go back to doing what we do best? I can't do that. This song is about you. I want to go out there and just me in front of my own people. You will not be all right. Feel this. What's wrong? Voice don't sound the same. It's better. It's got more pain in it. It's a hundred percent Close your eyes, listen. See my vision. Mossberg pumping. Shotgun jumping. The drama means nothing. It's part of the game. That's it about being an artist, man. It's always telling the truth. So you have to do this. We're gonna do what we gotta do. Show no love. Love will get you killed. Get Rich or Die Try, and it is from 2005. It is directed by Jim Sheridan. And the plot is a tale of an inner city drug dealer who turns away from a life of crime to pursue his passion of rap music. Uh, the cast for this, we get uh, 50 Cent as Marcus, Joy Bryant as Charlene, Etawale Ekinoe Agbaje as Majestic. Good, jo good job on that. I was, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen that guy in lots of stuff, but I did not know that was his name. Yeah, he's really good. I th I feel like the first movie I ever saw him in was uh The Mummy. Oh yeah. 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 Anyways, go keep going. Uh Omar Benson Miller as uh Carol. Uh Tori Kittles as Justice, Terrence Howard as Bama, Bill Duke from Predator as um Levar, and Viola Davis as Marcus's grandma. Um, this is a movie I've seen, I'm trying to think, maybe four times? I used to have it on DVD. And this was probably like the height of my DVD purchasing. Okay. And I probably got it like not too long after it came out. So, yeah, I was kind of in the rap music at the time. <laughs> which I'm really not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting to go back and rewatch this because uh, I had a much different experience this time. Yeah. Uh, I, have you seen this before? I 
I am. Yes. I've <laughs> seen most of it and I want to say I saw all of it. So a uh, little backstory. One of my friends um, <laughs> uh, in high school was very into rap, gangster, everything. Um, definitely thought that he was gangster himself, which he mm-hmm. was not. <laughs> um, and I'm if I remember correctly, 50 Cent was his favorite rapper. It was either that or Ludacris. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure I remember watching this with him. So I know I saw most of it, if not all of it, before. Rock. So, and I will say this is like a blast from the past. Like the whole time I was watching this, I was just like, wow, I feel like I'm in high school. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I think the first time I saw this might have been like just out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, because both you and I graduated in 2005 when this movie came out. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure what day this movie came out, like what time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have happened after graduation for us. Yeah. Well, I haven't listened to 50 cents music since I don't even know when probably like 2010 maybe at the latest <laughs> or something. So hearing it made me think of listening to it in high school. So rock. Yeah. It came out in November 9th, 2005. So we oh. would have been graduated by then. Yeah. We would have been graduated. Yeah, we would have been starting college. So yeah, it was right around that time. So it was probably like spring 2006 when i got this on dvd and watched it because i didn't see it in theater hmm. uh, but yeah it was an interesting rewatch this time uh maybe the idea of the rewatch is more interesting than the movie itself but let's jump right into that <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically like 50 cents autobiography story yeah um whether or not most of it's true um I know, I know from what my friends talked about and everything, there were decent portions that were true. Yeah. Um, of course, probably embellishment and things like that. But yeah, I personally do not and did not have time to check into how deep it ran. Yeah, I got something in the trivia and facts later. We can circle back to that. Um, but yeah, I guess we can just jump into what we normally do. So, things that were good in this movie. I thought the stuff with the character Marcus, played by 50 Cent, um, growing up, were probably like the best parts. At least the most entertaining and interesting to me. Um, I thought that the kid that played Marcus at a young age did a really good job. And I thought he looked a lot like 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really good casting. Um, You know, if I was a better podcaster i would know that actor's name and give an idea of what he's doing now um so i'll pretend that i am and i'll look it up while i'm talking right now mark john jeffries (laughs) mark john jeffries see i have the benefit where since you talk uh, more so of the time than i do i get to click around while you're talking so (laughs) when he's been in a affair about a movie he's nothing i've ever really heard of he was also in notorious so apparently he's in the rapper uh, movie rapper movies, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I thought he did a pretty solid job. Um, those parts to me were the most entertaining. Uh, and I really had my attention more than the later stuff. 
Um, other things I thought were great, or I mean, good. Um, Bill Duke. <laughs> uh, he's I had he's still a badass, and he hasn't aged. Yeah, <laughs> very intimidating dude, and mm-hmm. his voice is even raspier than it was in Predator. Yeah, like that well, dude does not age. He looks exactly the same as he did in Predator. No, I know for sure. In um, Commando. One thing I was going to say, since you were just talking about the young, his younger years, the beginning of the movie and everything, I'm not, you know, this is not groundbreaking information, but essentially, you know, this is your mob gangster movie. This was basically like mafia month movies. Yeah. You know, kid grows up in certain part of town where the mafia is. But in this, you know, the gangsters and gets raised by them and then gets associated with, I mean, just like, it's another version of the same story. Yeah, basically. And it's not handled as well as like the Scorsese movies, but. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, I... Scorsese was the master of that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing I had for what I thought was good was, I mean, Terrence Howard's always pretty good in movies. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a really good job. He's, he always has like that like cool feel to him where he's got like everything under control and he's just kind of like a charismatic guy. Yeah. But he's also has that crazy edge to him where you, he could snap at any moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I had him down for something that was great. Okay. Um, cause there, there are different things, you know, there, there were a lot of good performances. Um, you know, good got it done it, it's a good story um i mean i'm trying to i had a few things in my notes but yeah th- it's interesting because i'll say there were a lot of good things for this movie like this is in my opinion a good movie so i would throw in quite a few things there that you know the cinematography was pretty good the protection the the um, progression was pretty good. Uh, nothing stellar. So I'm not going to go through everything, but there was a lot of good with this movie. And now, of course, like once we get to it, I'll talk about the few things that would then fall into the bad and the great. But this one, I feel like compared to, I don't know, quite a few that we've done, uh, which m- may have very polarizing elements. This one has a lot like in the middle. Yeah, that's how I had this as, um, and that gets to my thing that I thought was great is that I had, there was nothing really great to me in this movie. Um, it was all kind of middle of the road. I I would, it's like, there was a lot of stuff that was good. There's a fair amount that was bad, but there was really nothing that blew me away. Yeah. I had Terrence Howard as great. Um, I feel like he had quite a wide range. He had one of the most convincing characters Mm -hmm. and personalities. Um, And the other thing that I had as great was the music (laughs) because it just took me back to high school. And I was like, Oh man, this, this is how life used to be. (laughs) And then like the eighties rap that he listened to as a kid. Oh yeah. That was, that was some good stuff too. Um, Yeah. I really liked Terrence Howard's character too. And I thought he did a really good job. But I just don't like that his character didn't show up until like an hour into the movie. Yes, that that is a very um, applicable point. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, 
the best improvement. use of his character. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, it's difficult because I don't know if his character was real or not, but it was an integral part. And the way that it was, he was introduced and everything was very fundamental, but it is very true. And it's going to go into some things that I'll talk about that are not good about this movie that fall into bad is yeah. He, it was very late in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we kind of covered what's great. Um, I know we probably have more of this. So what's bad. I'll let you go first this time. Well, I think, probably one of the most common things is that it's it's a bit long yeah that was the first thing i had it was long and kind of slow yeah i feel like the elements that they could have focused more on i i feel like because we already talked about like when he his younger years was good you know how did he turn into who he was mm-hmm um, and what things impacted his life at a young age. But then there was this huge gap in the middle where it was just like, okay, this needs to be there, but it gets really long and drawn out. And then the parts that I feel like would probably be some of the most impactful, which were when he was in prison and a little bit kind of more in depth on after he got shot and was like rehabilitating. And then of course mm-hmm. the very end the climax they all could have could have been done better in my opinion i don't know i'm I'm not coming out and saying i know what i would have done but it just it didn't have the impact factor yeah i felt like this movie kind of rushed everything from prison onwards Mm -hmm. where it's just like oh crap we gotta wrap this movie up quick like we've only got this certain amount of (laughs) runtime to fit within like let's just fast forward yeah. And that's what it felt like to be. And those were some of the more interesting parts too. I felt like at the beginning it was pretty interesting. Towards the end it was interesting but rushed. And then in the middle it kind of dragged a little bit. Um and I guess some of the other stuff I felt like didn't work so well was you know, this is fifty cents first movie, and it was obvious because mm-hmm. his acting is pretty wooden. Yeah. Um uh, and I mean he kinda it's kind of the guy kind of guy lends himself to that too because he's so like um stone-faced and doesn't show emotion yeah and it's it's hard for him to like break through that exterior i I can see that um and but dude his narration was so bad Mm -hmm. and it's it's just all monotone where he's just like that was the moment i realized that my mom wasn't coming back or something like that (laughs) and it's just drawn out um, and he's the kind of guy too. Like, he's very mumbly, mm-hmm. and sometimes he's hard to understand. Well, you know, you know why I he's always, mumbly, always right? About, well, because he got shot nine times. I know. I was just, I was just kidding. I knew you were gonna know that. But <laughs> he's a big Stallone fan. I always pick on Stallone for mumbling, but yeah, Fifty Cent's almost as bad or worse. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the, the narration just got me laughing a few times, and I guess it was something I kind of overlooked the few first few times I watched this, like years ago. Mm-hmm. But this time, it was just like almost painful to me, and I, I don't know. They could either done without it, or like be like, dude, you got to put some more emotion into this, and not just read it. Yeah, like you're reading the menu or something. <laughs> 
Well, the thing that I think is tricky for people when they do, uh, you know, autobiography movies, talking, you know, things like that is that, especially when it's integral about them is that they feel like, well, this is me. And why do I need to act to be me? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're not acting to be you. You're acting to capture the emotion. Yeah. And yeah. And so, I mean, 50 cents, not, an a- not really an actor. Uh, I mean, we all can know and acknowledge that he's not done that much stuff. He has not been in the movie um, scope of things as much as plenty of other rappers. So I'm not like holding it against him, but that's the thing where it's just like, yeah, that, that was, that was lackluster. I mean, it's, it's a interesting story. Could have been done better. Like we had kind of already talked about. Um, but yeah, there was that uh, areas of improvement with uh, his performance. And then I am on board with you with the uh, narration. I like, I understand why they wanted to go that route, but it wasn't the best choice. Yeah, I thought it could have been handled better. Um, I mean, it would have been weird if they had somebody else do it, but unless they had to just cut it out, all Morgan Freeman is there going to say? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would have been great. I was going to say they could have had Bill Duke do it. <laughs> you kind of sounded like Danny Glover there for a second. <laughs> he could have been a an old version of Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> this was before I got too old for that shit. <laughs> oh man. A uh, couple other things I had for what were bad. Uh so this part kind of cracks me up more than being like full on bad. So when he's a kid and he writes that uh raunchy rap song for Charlene mm-hmm. and her stepdad hears it. Yeah. And his first reaction is to like ship her out somewhere instantly yeah. like, there was no more backstory behind that just all of a sudden oh crap the neighbor kid just wrote this like sexually charged rap song for my stepdaughter instead of talking to his grandma and grandpa or like you know putting the fear of god in the kid or something like that oh i dude i don't i'm just gonna ship her off to somewhere else we'll dude i don't her. i don't doubt it man like I would not be surprised if maybe that's accurate or if, you know, things, cause I don't know. I, I do agree with you where it's just like, okay, talk to the grandparent, talk to the people in charge or whatever. Yeah. And then go from there. But no, dude, they're like, yeah, that, if that didn't happen, then it, I'm sure it's happened for somebody like that. It's just like, see ya. Yeah. I just, that I just picture like him having a meltdown, like Stanley. Of the office with um Ryan. <laughs> Boy, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find it. <laughs> uh, it's just the you just like, okay, you're out of here. We're shipping you off. Um You're going then, to the school for nuns. What, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then later she shows up when they're adults, and then she shows up like with this guy. That she's walking with, and then Fifty Cent just goes and starts talking to her, and then we never see that guy again. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was definitely weird because you felt I I wouldn't be surprised if he had more of a role and they just like cut it out. Um, but yeah, he 
he was introduced like he was going to be around a little bit. Yeah, like he was going to be like a boyfriend or something. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It was 2005, and maybe they're hinting at that he was like a gay friend because he said that we're teaching a dance class. Yeah. And, I mean, if you, you dance, whatever, do what you want. It doesn't mean that you're gay. But in 2005, it probably was implied that. Yeah. Or or it's very possible that they had, like I said, him there being more there and Marcus essentially having to like win her over and then they're just like, This movie's way too long. Let's just ditch that. Yeah. So we can ditch the whole subplot with the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that just that cracked me up because it, he just disappears. Like mm-hmm. the dude just ghost. He's like, Okay, um fifty cents obviously interested in this girl. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh and then the last thing I had is they could have done without the naked fight scene in the prison. <laughs> that seemed really out of place. Um, couldn't they just had like Marcus in his cell and then he gets jumped by these guys and then Terrence Howard comes and saves him? Yeah. I like, was did they kinda... all have to be naked? Do we have to see like dongs flopping around and stuff? Like, I could have done without that. <laughs> that thought did cross my mind and I was kind of like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if they're doing this from an aspect of being like, okay, that we're trying to be accurate with this, or if maybe they were doing it from an aspect of we're trying to go for a shock and awe factor here. <laughs> right. But I was kind of like, okay, well, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, it was really uncomfortable. Uh, so favorite scenes, uh, most memorable scenes and quotes. I had a little difficult time with this too um i had the scene where majestic like frames that guy and says that he's the one that snitched on um lavar or mm-hmm. levar i mean yeah. um and that they like take pliers and rip the guy's teeth out mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't see it but you hear it and it just makes you cringe oh yeah Anytime there's stuff like that, or like when people get their fingernails ripped off, it's always just like, Ugh, to me. Oh, man. Or eye stuff. Eye stuff, too, gets me sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of like a gut-wrenching thing. Uh, and then the other thing I had is, um, spoiler alert, but the ending, where Majestic gets killed, <gasps> I thought that was handled really well. Yeah. Uh, like you said, a little bit rushed, but I like how he shows up and he's like trying to intimidate uh, Marcus, but then he says something off about Marcus's mom and he starts beating the crap out of him and he hears him just get shot. Mm. And then he walks out on stage and performs. Yeah. I thought that was a good way to end the movie. I thought that was pretty mm. silent. Yeah, I still felt a little bit kind of like a climactic part that got the short end of the stick, but yeah, it it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't the best. <laughs> it was memorable. So, kind of a goofy moment and something interesting to think about so the part where he buys that mercedes like he Mm -hmm. hands the guy a bag of cash jumps in and drives off and when he's in the car he turns the radio up and it's one of his songs that comes on like one of 50 cent songs that comes on i thought didn't he put music in the tape player oh maybe but like he's blaring his own music but he hasn't record they haven't showed him like fully recording anything yet True. Yeah. So, like, what, in what world does this movie take place? No. <sighs> yeah. Like, is this in, like, in this world? Did he already have like 
something recorded on a tape? Or was it like he's living in the world that 50 Cent exists? Well, because he his, did, his rapper name is Young Caesar. <clears throat> he did um, record some stuff on his tape player in his loft apartment or whatever that was. Okay. But he, I don't recall that he had any kind of like a background music unless it was already like on the tape or something. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. Dude, one thing that I totally forgot about what was bad. Um, How about the whole sequence of when he got shot and he was like, his life was flashing before his eyes. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was weird. Like, I was just like, okay, are you going for life flashing before your eyes or like drug hallucination? <laughs> A little bit of both. Yeah. That that was definitely something that would lump into the bad category. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, maybe not handled the best way. Yeah. Um, so one thing with this movie that I remembered before, but this time watching it, there wasn't as much to it, is the character of Junebug, mm-hmm. who was kind of like his rival. I really thought there was more to that when I watched this the first couple of times and what it was this time, because they kind of like hinted that this June bug guy is going to be like trying to kill him or bury him, you know, or something like that. And he does a little bit, but not much really happens with that. Yeah, it was, mm, I didn't really remember it from the first one, but um, yeah. It was that, see, that could have been more in the middle, you know, more content in the middle because you, you, they gave you the good sense of, you know, these guys don't get along, but there wasn't really like a backstory or too much context. Yeah. It's like they planted the seed of these guys really feuding and then they like picked at it a little bit, but then they're like, eh, we're done. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. Like I said, they get to the point where he goes to jail and are like, oh crap, we gotta wrap this thing up. Let's go. But, um... I guess, if we want to get into... We said that pretty much the whole cast did a pretty decent job. And I mean, even 50 Cent was passable for his first movie. uh, Other than the narration being atrocious. But... Really, not anybody that did bad, I would say. Yeah, there were a couple times where there was like maybe some poor line delivery, but there was, yeah, I'll agree with you where there wasn't anything that I would say that anybody brought the movie down. Yeah, I'd say my two biggest beefs, like acting wise, were that they didn't use Terrence Howard enough. His character maybe should have been around a little bit longer or giving him a different role Mm -hmm. and then um omar benson miller didn't do too much the big guy yeah and he's always good in everything he's in you know whether he's like kind of a side character or like one of the major characters because he was in ballers and he was really good in that Mm -hmm. Uh, even just you know acting wise comedic wise too like he's he's really talented and i think he deserves more credit than what he gets yeah uh, I felt like some of the other guys, like on his, in his squad, the get the guy that like turns on him, 
he was just kind of okay. And I didn't feel like, I feel like the betrayal should have been bigger than what it was. Yeah. Because he was like one of his main guys that he had on his crew. Mm -hmm. I kind of had to do a double take and be like, okay, hold on. Am I making sure that this is right? Because it seems kind of like meh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, they like slowly went into it where it should have been like a big thing. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Like, like dramatic, uh, gopher or whatever that was. <laughs> that classic uh YouTube video. Yeah. Oh man. So uh trivia and facts? Trivia and facts. Alright. I don't have too much for this. I'm having a hard time finding trivia lately. Oh man, you suck. You're fired. <laughs> so Terrence Winter, who was the guy who wrote the screenplay, uh he was very unhappy with the movie, claiming his screenplay is not the one that ended up on screen. Hmm. Uh so on November eighth a uh, 2005 edition of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, uh, 50 Cent said that the film is about 75% accurate to his life. Okay. Uh, this was 50 Cent's acting debut, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, so 50 Cent actually hired an acting coach, but Jim Sheridan, the director, had the woman removed from the set. Sheridan told 50 Cent, if this fails, it won't be because you can't act, it's because I can't direct you. <laughs> okay yeah weird choice uh, so Viola Davis who plays uh, Marcus's grandmother is only 10 years older than 50 Cent yeah I'm not too surprised by that one yeah so Samuel L. Jackson was offered the role of Levar but he turned it down uh, he told an interviewer that while he likes 50 Cent's music he did not feel if 50 Cent earned the right to star in a film made by Jim Sheridan uh, however, Jackson later co-starred with 50 Cent in the movie Home of the Brave in 2006. Really? I was just thinking on how I was like, I am not familiar with Jim Sheridan's work. No. So interesting. And I... Yeah, I looked up some of his stuff, but it wasn't anything I don't think I've ever seen. Wait, what movie were they in together? Uh, Home of the Brave, 50 Cent and Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't... One of his. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Probably wasn't very good. So at the 24 minute 37 second mark, a Friday the 13th part seven, the new blood poster can be seen on the wall. <laughs> that I was see. actually in the IMDb trivia and I had to include that. <laughs> did you notice it in the movie? I did not. I wow. did not. <laughs> and the last thing I got is this movie had a $40 million budget and it made $46 million in the box office. So, not very profitable. And I thought this movie was a bigger deal than what it was. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go to that 24 minute 37 second mark and see if I can see that Friday 13th poster. <sighs> <laughs> there is another movie that we watched, um, Summer Rental, where they're in the movie theater and you can see the poster for Friday Thirteenth Part Five on the wall. Nice. And I did notice that one. But uh, grades, I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? So I think I may have seen IMDb. Um, is it like five point one? Five point four. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, the other stuff I did not know, so let's check it out. Um, I would say for critic, forty five. Uh, yeah, forty five percent. Seventeen. Ooh, ooh, yeah. whoa. Okay, then. Um, audience, forty percent. Seventy. Okay. I'm not sure how. Kool-Aid drinkers? Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, since you weren't here last week, you want to go first this week? Sure. Um, so, I don't know. There's nothing... There's nothing really great with this movie. Like I said when we were going through the categories, there's a lot of good stuff with it. You know, it's worth a watch, but it's not something that I would go back to. But there's also not enough quote unquote bad things that I would feel like it's not a good movie. So it's it falls into average for me. It's an interesting story to learn more about 50 Cent's background. I'm not super into 50 Cent now. Definitely more so when the movie came out. Um, But I don't remember thinking it was amazing when I watched it the first time. I do remember enjoying it maybe a little bit more. So, I mean, it is what you think it is. A kid growing up uh, in the rough part of town, growing up with gangsters, losing his mom, trying to make uh, good life with crime, and then things get mixed up for him, and he has adversity, and then he winds up finding success with a rap career. Yeah. Nothing too groundbreaking and shocking. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to really more so average movie and give it a three out of five. That's exactly where I'm at. What? Very middle of the road movie. Uh, I'm not sure how many more times I'm going to watch this because I had a hard time getting through it this time. And it is a long movie, but it's also kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, the stuff with him as a young kid with his mom. And like growing up in this house with like all these other kids in it was interesting to me. Uh, it was pretty entertaining, and I liked um, seeing that different dynamic. But then once he got older and started getting in like the drug dealing and stuff, it got a little boring to me. Until you know he gets shot, and then he or he goes to jail. Once he goes to jail, I feel like it takes off again, mm-hmm. and that leads up to him getting shot, going through his um like rehab and then uh, working on his rapping and then kind of ending ending it there with that rap show. Uh, that was pretty good too. Uh, the acting all around is pretty decent. You know, 50 Cent's kind of rough because it's like his first movie, but yeah, not, not too bad. Like I've seen plenty worse. I mean, he's better than Hulk Hogan. Uh, this doesn't say much. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, not sure how many times I'm going to watch this again, but I feel like a three out of five is pretty solid. Fuck. So we're going to be continuing on with our Rapper Month next week. And we're going to be watching a movie that is really popular and has a cult fan base to it. And I have never seen the movie. And we're going to be watching Friday. (laughs) I'm not sure how I've avoided this movie. Because uh, I had a lot of friends at high school that used to really like it, and friends in college that liked it, and somehow I never watched it. 
So it'll be a rare first time watch for me next week. Rock. But yeah, if you guys are liking the show, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, get the word out. Um, share it with everybody you can think of. <laughs> Let's get some more <laughs> listeners here. Share it with your mom. Yeah, share it with your mom. She'll enjoy it. And she we can don't share with her too much. Yeah, she can share it with her book club, and you know, we'll. It's just a snowball effect from there. The book can also be a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and I believe that's it, YouTube. Uh, we got a bunch of older episodes on the YouTube channel, some little side videos we've done, and I've got my little spinoff show, uh, Slasher Quest, where I cover slasher movies from the 80s. So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, check it out. But come by next week. We'll be talking about Friday. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind. Listen, little homie, when it rains it pours, hollow tips and talents, when it rains it pours, get caught in lead showers, just because, niggas ain't playing, when it rains it pours, niggas get set up, it's when it rains it pours, end up wet up, it's when it rains it pours, it usually goes down over money and hoes, but little homie, in my hood, when it rains it pours, ain't nothing changed, niggas doing the same old shit. Them new hollow tips and them same old clips And the projects niggas fuck with the same old chicks And somehow they still think their game's so sick Now from the rip, niggas know I'm about my grip I don't trick, man